0: The earth is flat. I just wanted everybody to know you've all been lied to. That's why you can catch me here, trying to scratch my way up to the top. top, top. my job. This program is brought to you by the makers of I Know I Didn't Get That Bitch Pregnant and Let's Wait Till Later to Get an Abortion. Enjoy. Hi. Uh, Alright. Should I go now? What about now? Now, do I go now? Do do I go? Do what? Do I go now? All right. Well, how long do you want me to wait? How about now? Right now? Right now? Like, like when you say now, do you? Oh, you mean now? Like, like right now? Right now? Like you mean right? Like right now. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Yeah, that's not a problem. We can. We can start now. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we can start. Like, like, right now. Woo! Do I do? Hello, my name is Don Mitchell. Welcome to Therapeutic Nonsense. Wow. Would you look at that. It's not every day you see your grandpa's dick at a bed bath and beyond. Julio, your abuela's titties are here too. Fucking incredible. They're on sale if she wants to buy them back. Probably not, though. The boobs her plastic surgeon gave her look great. So, normally I wouldn't do this kind of thing. Just because it's not really my... Not my zhuzh, if you will, Uh, for lack of a better word, zhuzh, Um, but uh, for those who don't know, um, I like to consider myself a a poet a little bit, I mean not a little bit, a lot, I am a poet, I I read a lot of poetry, and I decided to share some today, not a question, that's an actual thing. Uh I decided to share some today. Um, uh, so there's a feeds like six or seven that are gonna be within the next um you know, ten or fifteen minutes. Um and, you know, they have to do with different things. Um just kind of what was going on in my head at the time when I wrote it. Um it wasn't they're not all like, you know, upbeat, they're not all downbeat, you just kinda you feel what you feel. You get what you get out of it. Um, you know, right? The thing, the fun thing about writing is that it's subjective. Um, that's what I love about poetry. Um, there's nothing objective about it. You um, can't say it's this one thing. It means this exactly. Um, I think it can mean it can mean more than one thing at a time. Um, that's what I love about it. That's why I love writing it. Um, so, I guess. Sit back, relax, and, um, uh, as, as Delta would say, uh, brace for impact. Ladies and gentlemen, the poetic paradox. In the eyes of human nature. Poignant, yet positive, perfect, imperfectionist, persistent, I am, pushing my limits, pulling all the stops, polishing errors, powering through adversity, preparing for the future, poise, I am still, practice makes, patient, I am still, persevere against anything, plan, Plan, plan. Prelude to execution. Plain and simple. Price to pay. Pay the price. Play the game. Portray to convey the message. Pass it on. Press for more. Pressure meets composure. Pose for the camera. Painting a picture. Picturing me. Photograph. I am still. Paused in a moment of time. Paralyzed. Frozen, past memories, presently shown in history, pain and pleasure plastered on the wall, processing the information, potentially learning something, profoundly understanding, like the pastor that preaches the sermon, power in his words. Projection, annunciation, communication, people will hear and listen, pouring out these stories preaching I am still, police brutality, pride and prejudice, prejudice, discrimination, racism, political divide, pollution is poison, preliminary dysfunction, pre-self-destruction, post-traumatic stress disorder, piling of questions, praying for answers, who, what, when, where, why, Pleading for a miracle. Pleasing the rich and powerful. Placing a mark on the youth. Paving the way for children to follow. Persuaded easily. Patsy, I am still. Piecing the puzzle. Plucking all the hairs. Purging false perception. Prying out the truth. Precisely presented in my poetry. Poetry, I I'm still. Poem Like a Phoenix I'll tell you the story of how I killed a phoenix. A phoenix of the brightest red and orange colors. Colors that burned and flamed and lighted up the night. But one night this bird and I would collide. Collide as if Water and fire had touched. Touched as if the earth and sun met for the first time. The first time I saw a phoenix. This phoenix was nothing more than a winged myth. A winged myth never before seen. Seen by man, that is. That is the truth. But the truth can only be hidden for so long. For as long as the Nile, for the river is so long. Or as long as a twelve-inch ruler, for it is not long at all. All the stars and planets aligned that day. The day I saw a phoenix. A phoenix as bright as a summer afternoon. A summer afternoon it was so soon. Soon after the sun got brighter and brighter and brighter, blinding me as I was driving, driving down an empty street. A street with nothing but dirt and wheat. The dirt and wheat was more a trick than a treat. A treat of near death came upon me. Upon me the sun even more blinding while I was driving. Driving, then swerved in another lane. A lane luckily no cars were in that day. That day somehow the sun faded away. Away for the moon and stars. The stars and planets stood in one line that night. That night I saw a phoenix. The phoenix made one loud shriek, a shriek that could travel across the seas, the seas as blue as my car. My car I got out to find the sound, the sound in front of the car I found. I found a bird as cold as ice. As ice would melt, the bird melted in ashes, the ashes that signaled its death. Its death had caught me by surprise. Surprise it too. For it not seen I, I did not see it fly by, And I, and I, had killed a phoenix. A phoenix I did not know yet, Yet I cried, and I sobbed, and I wept, Wept for the loss of a bird, A bird with the brightest colors, Colors of red and orange, But the red and orange turned to black, As black as the dark dead night. The night suddenly turned to day. That day a single tear fell on the bird from my eyes. My eyes could not believe the sight. The sight of a bird come back to life. A life once lost because I lost sight. Sight of the road due to the sun. The sun that rose when the bird rose. Then I, I had now realized. Realized the myth was no myth. The myth had come true. True it be told today. Today and for the rest of my days. This story I tell you of the time. The time I killed a phoenix. Breakfast It's behind closed doors when we're our truest selves, the time where our freedom seems limitless. You're sitting at the table eating breakfast, buttermilk pancakes with syrup, your eggs done sunny side up, just the way you like them, bacon, hash browns, all laid out in front of you, waiting to be devoured. You check your watch, 8.35, you freeze. For a moment, you are at peace. Then time slaps you across the face, reminding you of reality. You have to go to work. You don't have time to finish. Maybe you can take it with you. Eat on the go. But it's not the same, is it? And just as you walk out the front door, Tupperware in one hand, car keys in the other, you put that mask on. The one that hides your true form. The one that tells everyone that everything is fine. The one that says, I'm good, when asked, how are you? The one with the weird smile. No matter how unnatural or ugly it might feel, you wear it anyhow, sighing underneath, closing the door behind you, leaving yourself at home. It's behind closed doors when we're our truest selves, a moment when freedom seems limitless. She jiggles the hotel key through the lock, lips pressed against her lovers as she rushes to the bedroom, ripping off her leather jacket, then her shirt, pants, and shoes. She'd been waiting for this all night, the moment she would feel like a woman, the feeling she'd lived without for three years. Nothing else mattered. Her body against her lover's, with the lights out, their hands exploring every part of each other under the red linen sheets. It was after an hour or so when the ring around her finger stared guilt into her eyes. A wife with children, unsatisfied at home, went away to take off the mask she wore and feel free again, feel alive again her true colors settling into those once-clean hotel sheets. She slowly slips out of the bed, walks into the bathroom, throwing water over her face, looking at her reflection in the mirror. Nevermore did she hate the sight of her true self. So the mask, along with her clothes, is back on. She reaches for the door as her lover wakes up. Will I see you again? She doesn't respond, instead lets the mask give the reassuring smile as she closes the door, leaving herself inside. It's behind closed doors when we're our truest selves, the instance when freedom feels infinite, the opportunity for authentic individual expression presents itself. Behind closed doors, freedom looks limitless. Until then, we shall walk through the madness of our world in these wretched masks that tell a different story to those around us. For they must not know who we are. They must not know the truth. For they will judge. They will criticize. They will refuse to accept and understand that we are all different, that we are all individuals living in our own little worlds, paving our own separate paths. Yet, it's the mask we wear, where all paths align. The Fool I am a wanderer, in search of new beginnings, a vagabond, with nothing but a bag full of hopes and dreams, standing on the edge of a mighty precipice, looking out at the unknown. What future is ever so promising when nothing is to be lost? Discover all that is new with the utmost naivety at little to no cost. That is all I can afford. Such pity for a poor man. Though I see a half-full glass of water in an empty wallet, an upside to tragedy, a silver lining from a series of unfortunate events. At any moment, My foot could slip, and I descend from the high rock face into my inevitable death. And yet I laugh in defiance. I, the fool. I am a migrant, lost and alone, lacking direction, like a fallen angel, left with nothing but false hope and sorrow, surrounded by chaos. Aimlessly walking through What future is ever so bleak When everything is to be lost Realize the severity of my ignorance With the utmost naivety A pretty penny it must cost That I cannot afford Such pity for a poor man Who sees only a half-empty glass of water In an empty wallet The downsides that follow tragedy No light in a dark room And as I stand at the edge of a mighty precipice, I look down at a frivolous world, once bright and filled with promise, now set in reverse. I must simply be cautious, countless looks over my shoulder. Should I even continue the journey? At any moment my foot could slip, and I descend helplessly from the high rock face into my inevitable death. And so I stray no further. I the fool You see, I go by many names the Wanderer, the Galavanter, the Nomad, the Lone Ranger, the Vagabond, the Beggar, the Jester, the Lost Traveller, the Globetrotter, the Rover. I prefer the Fool One who takes a leap of faith, full of stupidity, prone to folly and poor judgment, believing in the universe, with a stick on my back, anything is possible, wearing ragged clothes and stockings without shoes, humbled by my setbacks and shortcomings, having beginner's luck, being inexperienced, not knowing what to expect, an unlimited potential, whether upside Or in reverse, I, the fool, tread the path unseen. Church. I never understood church. I mean, think about it. God created the world in six days, allegedly. And on the seventh day, he rests. So why is it that the one day we're supposed to rest, we get up and go to church? We get up and praise and worship an all-knowing, all-powerful deity. We dress up all dapper and distinguished, not to impress God. Oh no, we do it to allow ourselves to believe that for a single moment, the sinful souls we hold are a little more pure than they were before and convince each other that our lives are honest, that we're good Christians, whatever the hell that means, that we don't cheat on our significant others, that we don't lie, that we don't steal, that we haven't killed or gotten so angry that we thought about killing, that we put God upon the highest pedestal, Above everything else. Above paying bills. Above our kids. Above getting a degree. Above winning an election. Above being noticed. Above being somebody. Above being somebody we're not. Much like we are. When we get dressed to go to church. Because it's hard to spend every waking moment. Living in the Holy Spirit. But somehow... Our sins become less like sins when a suit and tie is in front of it. Last time I checked, God can see through your bullshit. And so can I. I can see that through that dry, clean dress and iron-pressed shirt, we hurt. Because we make mistakes. We hurt because we were made imperfect. So every fucking Sunday, when we get up and go to church, we believe in something, something we cannot see, because what we see, whether it's through a reflection, or a collection of wars, riots, and cringy YouTube videos, you know the ones, terrifies us. So our knees hit the ground in unison, hands pressed together like you're catching a fly, eyes shut And we pray to make it all go away. As if God is a genie that grants our every wish. The line on our fishing rod thrown to the clouds we call heaven, hoping God or an angel catches it. And we can reel it in, knowing that he has answered our prayers. If only we could see God. He'd probably laugh. Or cry. Laugh at the idea that the world's problems can be solved with prayers cry because his creation grew heavily dependent upon their creator, and have yet to realize that if they took the time to open their eyes, get off their knees, stand up, open their pressed hands, and build their own tomorrow, they could answer their own fucking prayers. But what do I know, right? I'm not God. And I don't say all this because... I don't believe in God, but because I don't believe in church, I don't understand it. A place of worship, a place of sanctuary, so judgmental that we dress up to the nines so we look like we belong there. A place where a choir director hides her identity to escape judgment of her peers. Once again, not God, because God doesn't give a shit what you look like who you choose to be, who you choose to love. God has no bounds. It's as deep as a well with a hole in it. So God is not the problem. It's church. I don't understand it. I never did. When the world turns upside down. Who am I? Who are you? Who are we? What do we do when the world starts to burn and turn upside down? When time is running ahead of us in the race of our lives, which it always is. When our heads turn back to our younger selves and we contemplate on going back. To help that former us, running out of breath, calling out to us, not knowing that it's holding us back, pulling our focus from the task at hand, taking us off track, leaving us to watch time get further and further away. And who am I to let myself lose time looking behind me, looking for a part of myself that never really left, but faded? so that I could grow, so that I could learn, love, and move forward with time. And when the world starts to burn and turn upside down, I'm right there. Who am I? Who are you? Who are we? What do we do when the world starts to burn and turn upside down? When a single message causes a social chain reaction and captures everyone's attention. When a revolution will be televised and everyone is watching, waiting on the world to burn and turn upside down, waiting on change to come, real change, a change that sticks, like glue to arts and crafts, it sticks, like a cheeseburger to a fat man's hands, it sticks. And who are you to let yourself fall into the hands of Twitter feeds and TikTok dances? Looking to escape a reality you choose not to see. See me. See us. See hate and love all at once. See a generation of people determined to break the mold. Watch as their stories unfold. And when the world starts to burn and turn upside down, hopefully... You'll be there. Who am I? Who are you? Who are we? What do we do when the world starts to burn and turn upside down? When we stare into space, daydream of relief, a better place, erase and replace the damage. When the world starts to burn, Do we play firefighter and try to put the fire out? Do we watch the black smoke pollute the air we breathe? Do we allow the flames to eat away our homes and schools? Hot ember floating, memories eroding, humanity turning upside down. What do we do when everything's at stake, when all the chips are on the table? We're playing with house money now. The game is on the line. The clock is winding down. It's more than a game now. Who am I to sit this one out? Who are you to turn around? Who are we to leave our feet on the ground, keep moving? So when the world starts to burn and turn upside down, we'll be there, ready for it. My second home. Lights, camera, action, line by line, scene by scene, rehearsal after rehearsal, the character's interaction, the set, the props, the costumes, the director's cuts, the blocking, singing, dancing, Lights, sound, crew, curtains, starting and stopping, starting and stopping, snack breaks, water breaks, actor to actor, building relationships, forming connections, finding the internal conflict, reaching your character's objective by any tactic necessary bringing out the character in myself not myself in the character all for the entertainment and enjoyment of the audience that's my second home all on a stage with a script baru baruum parm Bottom 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 Licorice limerick. Looks like Larry lost his lemur, who licked licorice off Lewis's femur. Lemurs live upon treetops, and leprechauns looting until the cops chase them with a spinning reamer.